Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a conversation about faith, music, and culture. Join Shine.fm's ministry director, Brian McIntyre-Utter, and his son, Jake, around the table for this week's chat. One of the best compliments I've received is from my friend, Marcelo. Marcelo worked with me. He was on my staff when we were missionaries in South America. But he said that you are the same person, whether it's at work serving in ministry, whether it's at home with your family, whether it's just out in the community, there's not two sides to you. You are who you are and you don't try to hide anything. And to me, that's all about integrity. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to The Kitchen Table. My name is Jake. And my name is Brian. And we're so glad to have you back for another episode of The Kitchen Table. Yeah, today we're talking about the theme of integrity. And uh, if you are new to the program, just kind of a quick little recap of how this works. Uh, Jake and I, father and son, I'm dad, Jake's son. Wait, we, you are? Yes. You're my dad? Yes, I am. Okay. Welcome to it. You figured that out after <laughs> 21 years. We like to have faith discussions. And so we started this podcast uh, now two years plus yeah, ago. Almost. And um, we like to talk about faith issues and we like to encourage you as parents and offspring, if you will, because children can be toddlers, kids, teenagers, or even young adults. It doesn't matter. You still have faith conversations with your kids. You never stop discipling your kids. And so we encourage you to do that. Uh, Today, we want to talk about integrity. So I want to start out, what is integrity to you? Integrity, I've always struggled with that. But to me, I think it's being a consistent person to everyone that you know. Being a consistent person to everyone you know. Yeah. You could be consistently bad. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Consistently yourself. I feel like, especially with my generation, we have these masks. We grew up fitting the status quo. Yeah. I think it's important to understand that. So we don't have integrity when it comes to our presence on social media. We only show the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Integrity, let's just look at that. I, I read this thought this week that said, by my integrity, I am defined. Out of that integrity, I make the choices that become my life. And so I started looking at what integrity is. Uh, Integrity is described in many ways, and there's two different sides of integrity. You know, there is integrity that is outside the realm of a Christ follower, and then there is integrity within the realm of a Christ follower. And I I just want to explain that a little bit. You do not have to be a follower of Christ to understand and strive for integrity in your life. Mm -hmm. Integrity basically means wholeness, The word integrity comes from the root meaning soundness or wholeness or whole. And so it has to do with a person living a simple life in which their public and their private lives are the same because their public persona lines up with the interior life and motivation. Yeah. Too often people will divide their lives. They're not practicing what they preach, if that's the case, right? We're going to talk about integrity today. We're going to look at some traits of integrity, the true meaning of integrity, the difference between integrity and character, because mm. that's a little bit different. Yeah. I wanted to start with uh, this little bit of story here. A friend was sitting at a conference table with colleagues at his company. He was struggling to be understood. Their legal counsel was explaining the nuances of what was technically within the law of the letter. Finally, my friend, somewhat exasperated, said, I'm not asking if it's legal. I'm asking if it's right. Mm. See, integrity is doing the right thing when we know it's the right thing to do. It's who we are. Yeah. Integrity is who we are. It's not necessarily what we do. It's being true to the lives to which we have been called. It's who we are when someone's watching and when there's not a soul in sight. It's called integrity and it's vital throughout life. Our circumstances are going to change. We grow, we mature. We're always searching for what makes us 
whole, but going back to that word whole, uh, for what we believe, for who we are at our finest in each of life's challenges and joys. So that's kind of a way of starting off what is integrity. How do you walk in integrity? Let's look at the faith aspect of this. Walking in integrity, what does that look like? One of the hardest things, I'm 21, I can only speak for my generation. So growing up, one of the hardest things that I think all of my generation really struggled with is I want to be, you know, liked. I want to be popular, not popular, but I want to be on the good side of everyone. A lot of times you had to break your integrity for that. You had to break your, your moral set. Not necessarily break your moral set, but you Mm -hmm. had to fit kind of what they wanted out of you to be in that. But if integrity is internal, it's who you are inside, how do you allow someone on the outside to affect your moral compass as a follower of Christ? If integrity is truly an internal thing, you're allowing something to change who you are at your being. The best way I've ever heard it Mm -hmm. is masks. You know, kind of We're getting used to masks, yeah. We are getting used to, but... When I was a senior in high school, I had to give a sermon for my youth group service or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I did mine on masks and how I was really good at figuring out what mask I needed to put on at what time. You know, I had a mask for football. I had like my attitude and actions for my football team and how I hang out with them. I had my mask and actions that I would do for my youth group. I had my mask for my parents. I had my mask for school. I had my mask for work. I had all these different Stand, I don't want to say standards, but like... Sounds like you kind of compartmentalized your life. Yeah. According to the situation. And I wasn't like super different. You know, like I still had my true core values and that mm-hmm. was like in the center. It was just like winged off boxes of like, oh, this is here. I can crack a couple more jokes. I can, you know, I'm not just, I don't think that's necessarily integrity. Mm-hmm. I think my integrity was still together in the fact that, you know, I still believed in a Christian and I would share the word of God anytime I could. I mean, at work, we had these like great conversations that I had with people who were not living a life of Christ. And Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting question that you asked the, like, how can someone on the outside infect the internal integrity of you? And I don't know the answer. It's a good question though. Good questions usually are the ones that you say, I don't know to. Yeah. What does it mean to walk in integrity? I have some some characteristics I've found yeah. that um, I think apply to everybody when it comes to walking in integrity. Uh, the first one is you pursue personal, informal, mentoring relationships with people. Basically, you want to build relationships with people. Now, we're put here on this planet when we follow Christ and we have a purpose. And what is that purpose? It's to share when we have opportunity of what God has done in our life with others. And that's building relationships. So one of the greatest blessings is allowing people to spend time with you to pour out Christ's love, his life, his wisdom into them. So building relationships with people, whether they're just informal relationships, whether it's a deepening personal relationship, that's a part of walking in integrity. Uh, another walking in integrity value is you value your name more than you value making money or success. Because a lot yeah. of people compromise for success and for money. Yep. They will compromise who they are. And if integrity is internal and a part of our being, they're compromising themselves. So they care more about making money than the integrity of who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 22.1 says that our motivation for living should be based on having and reflecting who's a godly influence more than having a desire for possessions and wealth. Many people 
will use money as an excuse to compromise, unfortunately. And, yeah. and that, affects, that affects integrity. Another uh, characteristic of walking in integrity, your standard for devotion and your commitment to God in your private life is no different than what you portray in your public life. Yeah. Right? And we've talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. before here. If you're a parent, your spouse, your children will say that you are a person of integrity who keeps their word and loves God at home. There's some challenging things here when yeah. you think about it. I mean, I wouldn't know, but yeah, it is challenging. You prioritize character development more than the development of your gifts and talents. And we're going to discuss here in a little bit the difference between integrity and character. You value and respect each other as a child of God. That's every individual, and that's important. You're more passionate about knowing and seeking God than making him known. So it's about your personal relationship with God. Yes, we want to make God known, but we have to first look again at the inner self. Yeah. And then another uh, way that we can walk in integrity is we actually surround ourselves with people that keep us accountable. And we've talked about that many times. We have, yes. It takes a community. So we've talked about how integrity means wholeness. It involves living in harmony with with yourself, honestly, if it's this internal thing. Integrity actually comes from a Latin word meaning whole. We've talked about that, meaning complete. And so there's these two different sides of integrity. The first understanding of integrity we've been talking about, it involves the person I am. The second involves being the person of faith I am. And this you can describe more as moral integrity, if you will. As a follower of Christ, there's moral integrity. It's a deeper level of commitment when it comes to who you are. So let's uh, talk about the difference between integrity and character. So what's the difference to you between integrity and character? I, I think found, I found it interesting. I want you to know. I want to hear from you though. I think integrity. I mean, we've said integrity is very internal. Mm-hmm. I see integrity as like your core beliefs that will always stay with you. Yeah. Characteristics or character, I think, is more of your external. Very good. Of integrity. Uh-huh. So it's like your core values that you believe in, just kind of your actions instead. It's interesting that the word character does not appear in the Bible. Yeah. There is a Greek word that we actually get the English word from. It's basically in Greek. It's character. Uh, yeah. It actually means the express image of of Jesus Christ. Mm. The word character means the express image of Jesus Christ. So Mm. integrity is character, but it's more than character. Integrity is character that truly comes from the heart. And it is the outward expression of your inward self. So that's the, the difference between integrity and character. Integrity is more likely to produce character than character is to produce integrity. In fact, integrity is the parent of character. You may find a person who doesn't have much character, but if he has integrity, he will eventually build character. Yeah. Integrity is a determination of the heart. It's more than just the good habits that we form. People have good habits, but then all of a sudden something happens in their life and they start picking up bad habits. Yeah. Why? Even though they have good habits, they didn't have the integrity to support those good habits. Yeah. So integrity, again, is a determination of the heart. It is an unwavering determination in the heart to do right no matter what. So how do we hold integrity in our heart? I mean, one is, we've said it before on here, like community. 
surrounding yourself with people who have the same kind of integrity, mm-hmm. the same values, the same goal. Yep. Surround yourself with people, you know, because community matters and have those same values and to keep you accountable. So sharing the same values within that community. Yeah. Okay. Uh, integrity is not just what people see. That's the outward expression, you know, mm-hmm. of, of, of character, but it's, it's what you are. Twice in Genesis 20, it refers to uh, the integrity there of the character described there. And um, God said about Job, he holdeth fast his integrity. And Job himself says, I will not remove my integrity from me. So one of the most important Bible truths in, uh, that we could ever, ever have is what Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. If you've got any integrity, it's not just because you have it naturally. And if you've got integrity, it's because God gave it to you. So then the question comes into play, if, if this is true, someone who doesn't know Christ, do they possess integrity? I feel like everyone has some integrity. Is or it- is it character and good habits? Because there are a lot of good people that do good things, but they're not followers of Christ. It's a tough question. I don't know the answer to. You would think that everyone has integrity. And everyone has character, mm-hmm. but integrity is different in all. As Christians, we all have the same supposed integrity. We all have the example of what integrity we need mm-hmm. and what example we need to Jesus Christ. So I think that for non-believers, they do still have integrity because we're all created the same. So we all have the form of integrity. It's within us at some point. Yes. And God created us equal. So I think that everyone does build integrity. Is it the same kind? No. Or same. If character is the outward expression of Jesus Christ, someone doesn't know Jesus Christ. If you go back to the original Greek word that we get the word character from. But then does that person have integrity but not character? (laughs) We don't know. So how how can a person hold on to integrity? Only by having it and keeping it in their heart. If it's not in their heart, integrity is up for grabs. And if it's not in your heart, then the mind will begin to rationalize and figure out ways to get around it. If your integrity is only in your hands, somebody will be able to buy it from you. If your integrity is only in your mind, someone will talk you out of it. But if integrity is in your heart, then with God's help, you'll be able to keep it no matter what. No. And I think that's an important thing. What you said, we all have character, but or we all have integrity. Where is the integrity? Where do we where do we encapsulate integrity within our being? Let me ask you a question. What would you do if you knew that no one would ever find out? If you knew you would never get caught, what would you do? Hmm. You don't have to answer that question, but think about that. Well, I think it, I think it's a good. It's a similar question of you know, or not question, but comment of your true self shows behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. That's a killer question. So some tough questions to ask about integrity and holding integrity in your heart and the importance that it should be there. You know, which is stronger in your heart right now? Is it greed or is it integrity? Yeah. Would you steal something if you knew no one would ever find out? Which is stronger in your heart right now? Lust or integrity? Integrity basically says, I can't do this because I can't live with myself if I do. Yeah. That is integrity in the heart. So some traits of integrity, honesty, I think is a trait of integrity. What is the worst thing that I have told you growing up that you can do? Lie. Lie. And I tell your younger brother that as well. The worst thing you can do, in my opinion, as a parent, is to lie. Yeah. Always better to be honest about situations. Because what happens in a situation where you do something you're not supposed to do, and then you lie about it? Mm -hmm. The punishment is much more 
severe yeah. if you lie about it. If you confess to it right away, there's still punishment. There's still some accountability to it. But that shows that you've come with the right motive yeah. and integrity in your heart. So honesty. There's a, a book out called The Day America Told the Truth. They found that nearly everyone in America lies and does so on a regular basis. Truth-telling apparently is no longer a virtue people try to adopt for their lives. We may say we want people to tell the truth, but we don't do it ourselves. This is a problem with corruption, and it's corrosive. We believe it's perfectly fine to be dishonest just a little bit. We say we want people to obey the law, but then we go just a little bit over the speed limit. Guilty. The second trait of integrity is trustworthiness. Now, we've talked about honesty, but trustworthiness... They stand by principles no matter what the consequences. A person of integrity realizes there are moral absolutes, even a world of relative values. The movie, you know, Jack Ryan, the character, yeah. Tom Clancy character, clear and present danger. It's about this character in the book. He begins to uncover this government plot, and he's confronted by the antagonist in the, in the book and movie who makes fun of Jack Ryan's principles. And he says... You're a Boy Scout, Jack. Don't you get it? It's all gray. It's all gray. Mm. They're assuming there are no absolute right and wrong values, that everything's relative. A person of integrity realizes it's not all gray. There are principles worth standing by and promoting. There are values that should govern our lives. We have a responsibility to follow God's law rather than the crowd. We've talked a little bit about you do what you do in your private life versus your public life. Oh. And there's a book out called uh, Who You Are When Nobody's Looking. Hmm. Will I see the same person that I see when you are in a group of people? Do you do the right thing no matter what the circumstances? There was a, a news story years ago about this guy in Long Beach, California, who went to a Kentucky Fried Chicken, a KFC, to get some chicken for himself and uh, his friend. She waited in the car. He went in to pick up the chicken. And inadvertently, the manager of the store handed the guy a box in which he had placed the financial proceeds of the day instead of a box of chicken. Wow. This uh, manager was going to go make a deposit, had it camouflaged, and put it in a chicken box, of course. So this guy took the box, went back to the car. The two of them drove away. When they got to the park, they opened the box. They discovered they had a box full of money. Now, at this point, it's a very vulnerable moment for the average individual. However, realizing the mistake, he got back into the car, he returned to the place, he gave the money back to the manager, and the manager, of course, was elated. He was so pleased that he told the young man, stick around, I want to call the newspaper and have them take your picture. You're the most honest guy in town. Which this guy responded, oh no, don't do that. Hmm. Why not ask the manager? He said, well, you see, I'm married and the woman I'm with is not my wife. Oh, wow. Private life versus public life. Hmm. Integrity is from the heart. It's a part of who we are. It's part of our being. Yeah. Character is that outward expression of our integrity. Character is the outward expression of Jesus Christ. That is the meaning of the word character in the original Greek. Final thought. Integrity is a hard one. All these questions are very hard and very personal. Um, it's a personal thing because it's internal. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I think conversations are good about it, but no one's going to be able to help you unless it's God. And I think that's one thing that a lot of younger people struggle with is focusing that, oh, this is a person that has similar qualities to me. This is a person that has, you know, oh, I can go to this person. Mm -hmm. But humans are human, right. imperfect, and they can hurt you in a bad way. 
have your community, but make sure that your integrity is your integrity with Jesus. And that's our faith conversation. Now moving into Music Matters. So this segment of Music Matters, we uh, celebrate the generational differences of music, bring a new song, each of us. Especially Christmas music. We have Christmas music, of course, now, because this is at Christmas time. So I bring a new song this week. Which, it doesn't feel like Christmas. It hasn't snowed yet. Snowed snowed yet. Yeah, hopefully soon. It's. I mean, it's done a little bit. It doesn't feel like Christmas. I know. It'll get there. Christmas music. And I, you have to know, Dad and I both are not the biggest fans of Christmas music. I, I'm I just, just saying I facts. just get tired of hearing it all the time. That is true. Because I, I like a wide variety of music. We, we don't like the classics anymore because they're so... No, over, I like the classics. I like the classics too. We both like the classics, but, but we don't like it. But I like, like new music. Yeah, we like new Christmas music. So I have new music here. I'm doing um, classic, but it's remastered. Yes, of course. Uh, this is a brand new original Christmas song. By J.J. Weeks. Love this guy. He's from Georgia. Super nice guy. He's got a brand new Christmas song out this year, and it's called Even in the Manger, which is just a phenomenal song. So so listen to a little bit of J.J. Weeks, Even in the Manger. Even in the manger, heaven was crashing into earth, darkness started bowing to the light of the world. I really like J.J. Weeks great guy mm-hmm. yeah well so my song it's a classic but as you guys know i like drums because i'm a drummer and so i really like it when artists do songs that typically don't have drums and put drums in them so this band called the modern post which i've never heard of before they released a christmas album a couple years ago it's what child is this and it's just got this really cool feel to it i just love this song it's probably one of my favorite christmas songs and it has drums in it. So here, enjoy the modern post. What child is this? I like it when they take the older Christmas hymns and they rework them for today. Yeah. I just love the creativity behind that. Mm-hmm. So great song. Okay, it's time now for us to go back in time. It's our oldie but goldie. So um, I'm going to go back to 1993, not super long ago, but That's this is seven si- years, yeah, no, six. six years before you were born. Man, I yeah. can do math. We've highlighted music from this guy in the past. I still consider him a gem. Unfortunately, his life was cut short in a car accident, but Rich Mullins, yep. uh, one of the greatest writers ever in, uh, in modern Christian music. Just a, an interesting, intriguing fellow. We'll just say that. From his album in 1993, called A Liturgy, A Legacy, and A Ragamuffin Band. He actually had a Christmas song on the album. Really? Yeah. So this is not a Christmas album at all. This song just appeared on that album. It's called You Gotta Get Up, in parentheses, Christmas Morning. And just a a fun song and just a great writer, uh, Rich Mullins. So here's a Christmas song from 1993 from him, You Gotta Get Up, from Rich Mullins. I thought Christmas Day would never come. But it's here at last, so mom and dad, the waiting's finally done. And you gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up. It's Christmas morning. Interesting. I didn't know that was on a, like a normal. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. There were very few artists at that time that were putting out Christmas albums. An entire, I mean, Amy Grant had done it. 
Michael W. Smith, I think, had done it by that time. But, but at that time, they weren't it, doing it. Yeah, they were putting out songs here and there. Gotcha. But they were just like special singles, if you will. To have one actually on a full-length album that wasn't a Christmas album was kind of unique. Yeah. Well, that wraps up Music Matters. Time now to move into Culture Shock. Okay, in Culture Shock today, this uh, this is where we highlight someone. Uh, could be an individual, a celebrity, your average. Joe Schmo. Or it could be a, a church making a difference. And so today, this is actually a church. Tiny Homes. You've seen the tiny homes on, yeah, they have all kinds of shows oh, on TV about them. you are obsessed with them, yes. I've I'm, seen I'm them. not obsessed with them. You I find want it, one when you get older. I, I would love one, but your mother would never be able to live in a tiny home. No, she would. I would have to have an extra tiny home just for her yarn hobbies. Lots of crocheting happening. Do like a, a she shed. Okay? A she shed. But this is a, a church in South Carolina. It's uh, the First Baptist Church in Spartanburg, South Carolina. They are actually building a tiny house village for homeless women. Wow. They uh, have set out to build this village to provide shelter for local homeless women. They are constructing 20 tiny homes plus a, a larger common building. They plan on starting construction next year, which I thought was kind of cool. That is cool. A missions pastor there at the church, his name is Steve Wise, shared about how this project came to be. He explained that the church was seeking to expand their homeless ministry. They receive requests from local groups. He explained that the church has been very much aware of problems of homelessness and the problems that the city uh, was facing. And so together, they um, had a conversation about going out into the city with a homeless task force. And that's how they came to make that decision. So the tiny house village is located on a property owned by the church, which is on the north side of Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. And so the location is also near their ministry for the less fortunate, known as the bridge. So nice. it's expected that each one of the uh, tiny homes is going to cost about $30,000. And then that common building that they're going to build there will be out to about $200,000. And so this is quite an investment. So the tiny homes are not designed for cooking and eating. He said they will be very simple and they'll, they'll mill times they'll have in that community building. So not only are they creating a tiny home, a space for these ladies, they're, they're having that sense of community where they all come together and they're cooking their own meals together as a group. And so I thought that was great. That's awesome. Pastor Steve says that first and foremost, God cares about everybody. He certainly cares about our homeless friends. We really think God can do something amazing here and we can bring about solutions. So uh, kudos to the uh, First Baptist Church, Spartanburg, South Carolina, for uh, what a great and creative and unique idea. They are making a difference in culture and that's why they're a part of Culture Shock. And that wraps up this episode of The Kitchen Table. If you want to contact us, the best way of possibly doing that is by our Facebook group. Mm -hmm. If you go to the Shine.fm Facebook page and under the group tab, there's the Kitchen Table group. And there we can get comments of faith topics you want us to talk about, of songs that you want us to share on Music Matters or difference makers or culture shockers, (laughs) culture shockers in your community. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great week. We hope we'll be back next weekend with another new episode before Christmas. And uh, we appreciate you hanging out. Be salty and lit. Thanks for listening to The Kitchen Table on the Shine.fm podcast network from Olivet Nazarene University. Be sure to subscribe for more content delivered each week on faith, music, and culture.